Hey, it's Tony Bruski, and this is our Week in Review. Over the weekend, taking a look back at some of the most compelling conversations and stories that we've covered for you of the last week. Brand new episodes back Monday morning, bright and early, 5 a.m. here on the podcast. This is the Hidden Killers podcast with Tony Bruski. Featuring former FBI special agent and chief of the counterintelligence behavioral analysis program, Robin Dreek. How does one go from being a strict parent, and let's just say that Ruby started there, and it was some of those, and, and even beyond strict, just kind of unreasonable parenting with what she was demonstrating on her YouTube channel to literally your son is escaping a home emaciated and duct taped. I mean, it seems like quite a stretch from, I'm going to teach you a lesson because you forgot your lunch, you're just going to have to not eat lunch today, to to that. It, it, that doesn't seem to like be the next you know, progressive step in that pattern. I would imagine things slowly kind of escalated, kind of like the lobster in the pot. But yep. again, it's quite an extreme to go from I'm strict, I'm tough, to I'm literally physically and mentally abusing my children by any stretch, by anyone who would possibly look at this, they would call this abuse. Yeah, she was in the slow boil, like you said, and it didn't go from zero to 100. It went from zero to one mile an hour, two, three, four, five. And because of what was going on here was that, what's her face? Jody. Jody was directing the actions and the access to her. So basically all the loving critics like her husband that could have said, hey, what the hell are you doing? This has gone a little too far. Jody got rid of him. And so when you're surrounding yourself with can you know um Robert Greene's book Laws of Human Nature we consume information that validates our own self-opinion. And so if her self-opinion is getting validated by a YouTube channel following and then Jody's the one getting rid of people that have any differing opinions around her this is what the slow boil happened. This is how people form cults. This is how people take over nations that are complete psychopaths. And it's not that the people that are following are bad people. I mean, just look at, you know, Germany during World War II. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of good people there that just got brainwashed into garbage. And that's exactly what I think was going on here. Uh, it's it's interesting because that's true. I mean, and this is on a much smaller level, obviously, than the Third Reich, but yes. still, same principles it's to a certain extent. It's the same extent. psychological principles. Yeah, exactly. And I think sometimes we forget that. Sometimes I think, do we, as a society and as a whole, we look at some of those horrific things like Hitler or insert other horrible human being here who manages to get a massive following. And sometimes we think, well, that, you know, that was rare. That was, you know, quite a thing, but it's not really there's, this happens all the time in the world where people who are literally mentally nuts, uh, end up in very high positions of power. And it's not always because they necessarily killed people to get there. Sometimes it's the, the population, the people they woo, are all under the same hypnosis, if you will, of this is our best option. This person is going to fix our problems. And it seems obviously in this sort of a, a setting, it was a psychologist. It could fix a marital problem. It could do this or that. Is sometimes the more extreme one of these individuals go that goes beyond just what you would expect in a therapeutic setting, someone who's more out there, more we're going to divide and conquer, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. Does that sound stand out sometimes as being more appealing than just the average? And is that what ends up attracting people to, to smaller 
uh, leaders like this who go to such extremes? Boy, there's a lot in there. Uh, <laughs> a lot, I know. The, so, first, I, I do want to caveat, you know, the, the relating what you did to the Third Reich, because, yeah, that's it's not a, it, it's, we're talking about the psychological principles. I don't want to say that Jody was anything like Hitler, no. you know, because the, the what was going on there was po- political at the time and all those other things, but it was it's the levers of influence that we're talking about, how we do that. And I think what was also going on, the you had a I think got a lot of mixes of things in here because when we you know we're saying this is kind of cult like but at the same time we're not seeing a lot of love bonding that we love bombing that goes on mm-hmm. in cults at the early onset of things although children can be love bombed because there are children but I think that started leaving potentially there was maybe trauma bonding that was going on because of punishment and then maybe a little bit of you know positive validation. And but yet these smaller groups that do this, they get caught up in in what we see of time and time again. We mentioned last time is religion. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't matter what the religion is. Religion is a binder of a lot of people. It's the thing that we had as as a species that allowed us to grow beyond 150 in tribe size. To that's why we wiped out our our brothers and sisters, the other sapiens on the planet, because we had the ability to storytell and create religion. Mm-hmm. And so it's a great bonder of people with, with similar backgrounds, ethics, and morals. And when someone takes it and manipulates it for their own gain, whatever psychological reason or trauma happened in their lives and made them do it, this mm-hmm. is what you get as a result. So you're seeing a lot of mixes of different things in here, I think. There's a lot of uh, interesting things going on uh, behind the scenes right now with this uh, case, including uh, there's allegations that uh, Kevin was not too happy about his oldest daughter, Sherry, going into the house and collecting some of her belongings after all of this went down. Uh, they even had, uh, I believe, an officer or someone from CPS was there uh, to make sure it all went smoothly. Uh, Sherry ended up taking uh, electronic items, including some journals and passports, which were eventually handed back to Kevin through the police. Uh, but he, Kevin's words uh, were he it was burglary. He wanted his daughter arrested for going into the home that she grew up in to get those items. It seemed very bizarre, the reaction that Kevin was giving his own daughter, uh, who is the one who's also said, you know, thank God they finally arrested mom. Kevin, none too happy about uh, any of that. And the latest that we heard from his attorney is that they're working on mending their relationship, not necessarily headed straight to divorce. What is going on there? Is this Kevin kind of realizing, oh shit, maybe I am going to be more accountable to this than I thought, while at the same point trying to distance himself as much as he can the dynamics with the daughter are what get me i don't get him at all no. i really don't i mean i, I it's because i don't think we're seeing a, a lot of data from him you know mm-hmm. of what was going through his mind he hasn't made a lot of statements and he's got his lawyers making statements on his behalf like he didn't know anything we know a little bit about how you know that jody came in and told him to basically get out mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> but other than that it, it's hard to it's hard to see his decision-making process because it's from our optic in a, when we're trying to relate to what people are going through and decisions they're making, when we do our own thought experiments, this is a tough one because he's making decisions that I keep trying to put myself in his shoes to see what kind of decisions I would make in a similar situation. And I'm having a hard time coming up with what he's doing. And that, so because of that, it means there's other data points. There's other things we're not seeing. So we're not yeah. getting a full picture here of what's going on with him, what his background is, what his arc of life is. 
because he's making decisions about all these different things that I'm not quite getting that I yep. can't that I can't understand. It, it, it's exactly right. It's trying to put yourself in his shoes, and I'm I can't identify what type of shoes he's wearing. <laughs> it's kind of yeah. what I'm. I'm like, are these <laughs> sandals? Even, are these high tops? What is this? Or just wearing you know socks and sandals? Yeah. I have you know. It's, yeah. just, <laughs> it's socks yeah. and sandals. He's guilty as sin. No. <laughs> yeah, I, I just I can't figure it out. I really. It's that's why this one. There's a few of these cases that are out there right now. That I'm just kind of scratching my head, and every time I scratch my head and I can't quite figure it out, it means we're not seeing everything. Want to listen ad free? Want advanced access to all of our interviews before anyone else? Become a True Crime Today Premium Plus subscriber on Apple Podcasts. You get every episode commercial free, so you can binge on true crime until you can binge no more. Search True Crime Today Premium Plus on Apple Podcasts now, or go to our podcast page and sign up now. More of the Hidden Killers podcast next.